Welcome back. It is episode 44 of Underemployed. It is your boys, David Hitman Hart and Jack the Anvil Selby. We are coming back at you after a uh, a riveting outcast bracket where uh, feelings were hurt, friends were made, a winner was crowned, a lot of content was produced, a lot of editing had to go into it. But David, I say overall, a very successful venture into the world of uh, hip-hop brackets. Uh, I would I would 100% agree. Uh, and then here's a fun fact for you. Uh, I used to insist that Brett the Hitman Hart was my uncle in elementary school. I think I think we could have probably gotten away with that for a while as canon uh, in in real life. Because who's gonna? I guess now with the internet being more prevalent, someone would yeah. call bullshit. But in general, yeah. I, you can see why in the '90s you can absolutely get away with that. Shout out to Brett the Hitman Hart, who is the only wrestler who's ever made a cameo appearance on The Simpsons. Ooh. This place has got old man stink. Besides that, we are coming to you. It's the end of October. Uh, and what an eventful month October has been. No more bigger event in the month of October. Obviously, the election's coming up. Uh, you know, world That's not in October, though. Right, exactly. And debates and blah, blah, blah. There's one event that has stood above and stood tall in the month of October. And I, I feel like I don't need to say it, but I'm going to say it. Uh, it was, I believe, uh, six or uh, twelve-ish, sixteen, something like that, days ago that the Los Angeles Lakers, after years of uh, turmoil and mediocrity and just starting Nick Young, emerged triumphant and won the NBA championship, their seventeenth NBA ch- championship, tying them with the Boston Celtics. They weren't even the betting favorite going into the bubble, which is just incredible. Let's let's remind people that the Clippers, who were supposed to be world beaters, uh, David, what in I don't know, fifteen words or less, what did they do? They flamed out. Mm -hmm. They choked like dogs, and uh, Uh, no, it's not they. There's one specific person on that team. I don't want to say whose name because that's who, in fact. Did not show up. His name rhymes with small smorge, uh, but you know that's neither here nor there. Play, uh, he, he, his, his alias is PP uh, because boy did he stink. Ooh, this place has got old man stink. He was he was terrible, but what, who wasn't terrible was LeBron James, the ageless wonder, who will be playing great basketball seventeen years from now. But it should also be said, though, that that Heat team played their butts off. They did. I want to salute Miami and Jimmy Butler, who I've gained an immense amount of respect for as a leader. I've always loved the personality of Jimmy. He's He's been I, a little off-putting at times. I love it. You see, but like to me, there is no, no, no bigger fuck you move than going into a practice with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and beating the brakes off of them with a the reserve team, talking cash shit the okay. entire time. We always say it's not really trash talk if you can back it up. Or if it is, you can back it up. It's, That's it's, it's especially trash talk when, when you can back it up. Actually, yeah, you're right. To, it's, it's not to like Because yeah. you're not only laying it out, you're taking out the trash. And in that case, uh, he realized, hey, these teammates are trash, and he's kind of proving that point by the fact that Minnesota's going nowhere. Minnesota's got the first pick, don't they? They were the worst team in the league this year. They do, but there was no real end to the college basketball season, so I don't even know who's the top pick in the draft. But I don't know. It seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, the, uh, uh, it's still it's it's the younger ball brother. Oh yeah, he Lamelo's going either two or three, I believe, or something like that. 
Uh, and the Lakers don't have the second pick for the first time in what seems like eight years, so that's nice. Uh, I bet the first guy who's going is that uh, that Wiseman kid out of um, Jacob Wiseman. Memphis, was it? Or no, no, not, not wherever, Jacob Wiseman. That's my wherever friend. wherever Penny's at. <laughs> I was going to say Jacob Wiseman is the name of one of Sam's friends now. Um, James Wiseman. James Wiseman. That's who it is. Okay, but. Um, yeah, I, this is the first time in a while the Lakers haven't had a big lottery pick that I've invested in uh, that, they'll inevit- that they inevitably lost anyway. Um, and they inevitably would have squandered. David, can you tell the people what the funniest thing I found? Cause you, so David called me the day after the Lakers won. He, he wanted to congratulate me. And uh, David, do you remember what you said that really caused me to laugh? Because it just had... Lo- it, it, I do not. I, I genuinely do not. So David had called me, and one of the things he said was, how do you feel about Dion Waiters now being an NBA champion? Oh, yes. And David, what was my response to you? I don't remember. My, if I didn't remember the question, I'm not going to remember the answer. My response was, I legitimately had forgotten that Dion Waiters was a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I remember someone saying during the final, Dion Waiters is sitting on the bench in a different sweatsuit, drinking a glass of cognac something like Dion waiters was like i am not playing for the, i am still collecting a ring for those who don't know we've mentioned Dion on the show earlier this year we talked about how uh he had taken too much of a weed gummy or too many weed too gummy, many weed. too many bears and too, <laughs> too many bears is my favorite uh adult swim uh web cartoon uh web thing too many yeah, that's boy that's a, that is cutting it deep on inside jokes and um so Dion Waiters got kicked off the team flight in Miami and then promptly got released by Miami because he's a knucklehead. Um, and then when they won the finals, when the Lakers won the finals, Dion Waiters acted like he had avenged Miami and people had to point out, you didn't do anything. You never got off the bench. You didn't contribute. What are you talking about? Who the fuck is this asshole? But Dion Waiters, congrats on being an Dion idiot. Waiters was there to fill out the bench. <sighs> J.R. Smith, two-time NBA champion, despite my... Uh, Noted trepidation that is well documented on this show. But J.R. Smith now, two-time J- champion. JaVale- I mean, J.R. Smith, noted knucklehead. JaVale McGee, noted knucklehead, three-time NBA champion. Quinn Cook, three-time NBA champion. DMV guy. Danny Green, three-time NBA champion. The guy who played for, the guy who, guy who was like the last guy off the bench at the Warriors when they won back-to-back oh, and then went to Toronto. Danny Green? He won. Oh, no, no, no. No, sorry, not no. Danny Green. It was, he was a rookie. In his first three years in the league, I he's know. won three NBA titles. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, if it's not Quinn Cook, I'm blanking on who it is. Um, it's not Quinn. Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. Yes, Patrick McCaw won two with Golden State and won last year in Toronto. He's a three-time champ. You know, in a world where rings are the only thing that matters, we got to give a shout-out to the likes of Patrick McCaw and JaVale McGee, three-time champions. Uh, LeBron, <laughs> Larry Fisher, three times a five-time champion. A Derek Fisher, Larry Fisher, I believe, is like a bank CEO. In, That's uh, right. It's like Derek one of the Goldman Fisher. Sachs CEOs. How dare you, uh, Derek, Derek Fisher? Five-time, like Booker T. Five-time, 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 five-time. I wish this were a video podcast. You can see the hand gesture. Champion, but um, yeah, shout out to the Lakers. That was a. It's interesting. I was feeling during the playoffs like how is this going to feel if they win how good am I going to feel it felt 95% like what an NBA championship would normally feel like uh, given the circumstances like winning it in the actual bubble felt a little weird but the actual joy I gotta be honest I think I told you this when you called me I legitimately felt consistently happy 
over the span of like a day, a day and a half for the first time, God, since maybe April. And that was really, that, that reminded me of why sports are the fucking best. It's like, oh yeah, because they just bring me pure unadulterated joy for, you know, what was a long time. Also, um, David, I wanted to point this out to you, that the Lakers win was now in my lifetime, the 10th title, double Booker T that my teams have won. By the way, for those of you keeping score at home, uh, the better, more efficient thing to call it is the 10 Jack Commandments, uh, volume two. So yes, you're welcome. I'm, I mean, I, 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 that's pretty fucking dope. Like you're you like know. a Boston fan. I, <laughs> like all you've ever known, you've never known pain. You've never uh, known suffering. I, as I remind you, as I've mentioned shut the no, fuck up. eight minutes the, ago. Shut the fuck up. The Giants won like three titles with the eight, Lakers weren't winning shit. Eight minutes ago, I reminded you that Nick Young was starting on the Los Angeles I don't Lakers. give a shit. Okay. You've got one with the Caps now. You know all, You know one-tenth of what it feels like. Congratulations. Actually, well, DC United technically has three or four titles. Then there you go. I, I could, been, I could be a five. jerk. I, so, again. Six, I don't remember any of the United titles, though. I remember the United in 04 for some reason. That one sticks out. Um, I remember that one. Because uh, it was the longest. It was the it was the first championship the city had had in, had in four years. And I'm didn't, like it didn't it didn't really count. It was so, also the first one for ML, for uh, the night 04 or 94. Um, I'm thinking 04 because I just remember 04. Oh. 04 was 10 years. Yeah, because then it was then it would have been 10 years since the last title. I um I I know that. So the Lakers have won six since 2000 yep. in my lifetime. I'm not counting the Ravens first one because I was not really watching football or I wouldn't consider a Ravens fan, but they won the one with uh, handsome Joe Flacco throwing a Hail Mary in Denver, uh, among other things. And uh, Joe Flacco's starting quarterback now, by the way. And <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco's third guy off. But Joe Flacco's like the backup's backup. On maybe one of the worst teams in football history. That's not really the point. Joe Flacco starting. It's, it's hard to do. I like Joe, you know, slow Joe Flacco. I told you about this. You know what? He's doing something I could never do. I I told you about the, the the line that bothered me in, in, uh, 24 by money man or whatever. I wasn't expecting that. And it just, it was like, what an unnecessary, like, it's like if someone in a song randomly pointed out that you got in a car crash two years ago, that really hurt you. Like what a, what a mean gesture. So the Ravens, have won one and the Giants, you're right, have won three. Um, this, I want to point out, by the way, this Lakers title was the first title that they have won, that any of my teams have won since I've been like, like more in shape or more like active in the dating world. I had felt like maybe that there was a balance to them winning all those titles when I was a like overweight, lonely boy. And now the balance of power has finally shifted back in Jack Selby's favor which is ultimately what this show is about and this life is about. It's about what makes Jack Selby happy and better and succeeding and thriving. That has been the ultimate goal of the show for 44 episodes. David, do you disagree with that statement? No, no, I do not. Fair enough. Now, a shout out to the Lakers, sincerely. That made me, again, sincerely happy for a first time in a while. And uh, they're going to start the NBA season in about three weeks. So that's super sweet. <laughs> Uh, are they? Are they? Is is the plan to do like Christmas Day tip off for the season? I think they're talking about December twenty second because they really don't want to, and, and it makes sense where you really don't want to get backlogged of having to catch up to the COVID postponement of like years down the line. We're still like, okay, now we can start this year a month earlier than last year, and this all that. So I could see them starting December twenty second and saying, 
we'll try this, then we'll start next year back as normal. Um, but we'll see. That'll be an interesting development. I know Danny Green said LeBron's not playing for the first like month if y'all start December 22nd. So I, if, if that's the case, then they might have to readjust. Cause as LeBron goes, so does the league. But we will see. Uh, but at some point, they do have to start acknowledging that other players exist. Giannis, Anthony yeah. Davis, you know, Kevin Durant's back. Yes. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, that's going to be interesting. It's got to be interesting. When the, the Lakers were seriously talking about signing Kyrie Irving, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I don't think we did, but they were seriously we talking about getting Kyrie Irving last offseason. And that, that. You might as well sign John Wall, honestly. That would have been my breaking point. I, I think that would. I, I would have rooted for the Lakers, but mentally that would have been a breaking point of getting Kyrie clubhouse cancer Irving on the team. I would have been like, all right, that's. Mm, mm, no. But they didn't. I'm and, telling you, sign John Wall. Um. It's hard because John Wall's making uh, about $95 million this year, and he hasn't Is played. he really? He's making like $40 million at the end of oh his contract. God. He's like He's got an untradeable contract. I like John Wall a lot. I, w- I hope he comes back and can be like at least 90% of the I think Beal's gone, honestly. I, I respect Beal for signing a contract here, but yeah, I think uh, here. I don't live in, I haven't lived in D.C. in a year, but uh, yeah, I think he's gone, which is I a shame. Think, I think Beal's I, – I don't blame him. He's a terrific player. Um, yeah. And but they try, you know, those those Wizards teams were exciting for a while, but I just there's, you know, time ran out and they got a deal for Clay Thompson. Who says no? Who says no? Uh, the Warriors and uh, <laughs> the Warriors definitely say the Warriors one thousand percent say no. But um, straight up, who says no? That's my favorite hot take trade machine. Who says no? Um, so. The other major sporting event that happened also involved LA. Uh, we're recording this the day after the World Series ended. So, David, I know you're not always down on. I mean, but you know, you know more about baseball than you kind of let on. So, the even you sure. are kind of aware of what the strategy was in Game Six that really backfired in the Rays and why it was a, a problem. Well, I, I mean, it's so what it was. They pulled Snell after third time through the rotation, which is how. I guess they've done it for the whole playoffs with the Rays with their starting pitchers, and then they just go to the bullpen. So, yeah, kind of. So, Blake Snell, who has won a Cy Young Award, uh, yeah. either last year or the year before, he Comments was, I saw online were like, wow, he's, like, throwing like he was during the Cy Young year. He And he was he had thrown 73 pitches. He had struck out nine Dodgers. He looked great. I mean, he looked fantastic and unhittable. He was on a heater. And he got... He gave up a single, not like a hard hit, just a single to Austin Barnes, who was the Dodgers' ninth hitter, at the mm-hmm. end with one out in the sixth. And the Rays manager, Kevin Cash, comes out and pulls him out. And I, this is not a hindsight thing. In real time, and as a reminder, I am I live very alone. I'm a very lonely boy. And <laughs> I was saying out loud to no one in particular, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? So he pulls out Snell, who looks like when he gets pulled out, uh, he had received news that his dog had gotten run over multiple times on purpose by one car. Like he had that look on his face of like, man, he was dis disheveled. And they bring in Nick Anderson, their reliever, and he promptly gives up a hard hit double to Mookie Betts, accomplished bowler. He gives up a, he throws a wild pitch that scores the tying run, and then Mookie Betts scores the go-ahead run and ultimately series-winning run on a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Within like five pitches, it blows up in their face. Um, yep. And Tom Verducci had pointed out at later that Mookie Betts was only slugging like 200, which is like 
That's a bad batting average, but a slugging percentage that's really bad against left-handed pitchers. Blake Snell's left-handed, so they brought out a left-handed pitcher who was pitching great to bring in a right-hander who had given up at least one run in six straight appearances. It was just such a mind-boggling. It was frustrating as someone who is not a huge fan of the analytical advancement of baseball, um, who reminds people that admire Billy Bean for the you know, money ball. Money ball, but they lost. That every, I'm not going to get worked up on the podcast. But my point would be that the A's every single year without fail under Billy Bean, except for with one exception, lose in the first round of the playoffs. Without fail, they lose. But that's whatever. I'm, again, I'm, I, I promise I would not get upset about it. So uh, seeing that last night, as someone who's rooting for the Dodgers, like pulling for the Dodgers, even as a Giants fan, I'm pulling for the Dodgers. And I saw that and went, what the fuck is this nonsensical garbage? And it just looked like a classic case of overmanaging. And I'm sure there have been times where I, I definitely don't know the intricacies of hockey or soccer management. But I'm sure, David, as a, either a Caps fan or a... Or as a Tottenham fan, you have seen instances of like so a manager or coach overthinking shit to the point where it's like, oh yeah, this is uh, there's uh, in Pep Guardiola is is a, the current manager of Manchester City, previous manager of Bayern Munich, and previous ma- manager before that of Barcelona. He was managed Barcelona during their you know their best period probably in club history. Pep is sort of infamous now since leaving Barcelona for overthinking his tactics going into especially Champions League and just like doing too much. Right. So yes, I totally. It's just frustrating where it's like, I I don't know more than these managers. I just, I I don't pretend like I know, but. The difference with this is it's not entirely stats driven. It's just Pep's a fucking pervert who, who just likes to tinker with everything constantly. Yeah, Kevin Cash at least isn't a pervert as far as I'm concerned. He's just he he just made an ill time. I don't I don't mean that Pep is actually like a pervert. I mean that he's like one of those people for whom the sport that he manages is like a sexual fetish in that it's just like it, it's an all-consuming obsession. A, a John Gruden where he gets up at yes. three in the morning. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um so the Dodgers win the World Series first time in 32 years. Uh, actually, the last time they won, the Lakers also won the title that same year. So good for LA um, for winning two their two biggest franchises winning titles within two and a half weeks of each other is a pretty cool thing. Neither of them played a game in their home stadium. Also true. Also true. I will say to that point. So the ALDS or I'm sorry, the ALCS was in San Diego. With no fans. California, obviously, very restrictive right now. Um, the NLCS and World Series, and NLDS, actually, were in Texas. Arlington, in the, yeah. Yeah, in the, Ranger, in the Texas Rangers new park. Um, and the, for the NLCS and World Series, they allowed 11,000 fans in the stadium. And that was such a game. Like, I could... I I never got used to the artificial noise. Like I just turned it off. The, I, at times, kind of just, I tuned, if I didn't turn it off like you did, I just tuned it out because it, the, the timing being an off on everything, the lack of authenticity, but then watching the Dodgers Brave series and the World Series where I went, oh, right, fans reacting to fly balls. And there was a, so the first hit Blake Snell gave up last night was to Chris Taylor, who was on first. 
Snell makes like a lackadaisical pickoff move and the crowd boos him, which was always my least favorite thing about baseball for booing a pickoff. It's like it's, it's strategy. But I was like, oh, I missed that. I missed that stupid shit. I missed all of that this year. And it was a nice change of pace. And I think that was the one thing really missing in the bubble for me in the NBA um, was the lack of fan noise. And like when Anthony Davis hit the winner against Denver, it's like that should be in L.A. with the crowd losing their fucking minds. Um, and instead, it's just like you can hear the team kind of celebrate and you have to bleep out the curses. That's It's not the same. But... Whatever. It's uh, it's very cool. And shout out to the two L.A. teams, one of whom I root for, for, for winning and bringing joy to the world. Um, speaking of not bringing joy, David, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the Caterpillar story in Virginia? Oh, I guess not. Okay. This is from the Washington Post. Harry Caterpillar, which packs a sting, spotted in Virginia. The reports of the pus caterpillar were made in eastern Virginia to a branch of the State Department of Forestry. It has, in its, its skin, it uh, kind of a soft fur and tail can actually poison things. Uh, it's venomous, can cause a painful reaction. It's just a thing. Eastern, so is that is that like the peninsula? Is like it out, is it out there? I think so, yeah. So it Ooh. could be making a way up to, to y'all next to the woods. And pretty soon you, in addition to still dealing with the pandemic, you got to deal with some pussy caterpillars. I mean, that's... I, you know, look, this is just the East Coast murder hornet. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, the murder hornets may be overblown at first, but when you hear murder hornet in 2020, you, I, I understandably get a little jumpy. But now we got to worry about poisonous caterpillars. You know, it's like, okay, we can deal with cicadas, the every 17-year cicadas. They were underwhelming. They were. I don't think. I don't think it's the big brood. I think the big brood is next summer. Now, now you got to deal with like you might just be thinking, oh, you're on a nice picnic, you know, lunch, and you're like, oh, a nice friendly little caterpillar, and it turns out no, that caterpillar is gonna fucking get in your skin and cause a gonna gonna ruin your day. He's gonna ruin your fucking day, David. So how did that make you feel, knowing that you live part time in Virginia? I live full time in Virginia. Okay, never mind. So you you got my point. <laughs> You have to worry about caterpillars now. I mean, we're not exactly going to the eastern part of the state. We're not going across. Definitely, I don't have any plans to go across the water. Well, don't do it anymore because now you have to deal with poisonous caterpillars. Just promise me you won't do that. Noted. Okay. Last story. I'm hoping you saw this. Did you see the rapper who got arrested for... Uh, Tax fraud. Unemployment yep. fraud. <laughs> yep. So, so the story. Uh, Nuke Bizzle, uh, not his real name, was arra- arrested... Uh, for unemployment fraud based on charges of fraudulently obtaining $1.2 million in COVID-19 unemployment benefits. What He had a good thing going for him and, and whatever, can't knock the hustle, I guess. Uh, what gave it away was when he literally rapped about it on a song. <laughs> One of the lines was, uh, you got to sell cocaine, I just file a complaint or something like that. Um, and so the, the feds looked into it and determined that, oh, wait, he is fraudulently using uh, the COVID-19 relief money. And so they arrested him for, again, getting $1.2 million. David, I've, I've admittedly made, we've, we've made some poor judgment cases in our lifetime. Um, yeah, we've, we've made some poor calls in the past, but I, I, don't think, I don't think defrauding the government out of $1.2 million is, is anywhere close to that list. And if, if we theoretically even have done it um i don't know that we'd be say talking about it on the podcast you know that's like a 
That's where I don't understand. If we were, if we really had done anything, we wouldn't even be entertaining this question. I uh, let's be let's be let's be completely serious. I I that actually reminds me, and and uh, Goz actually brought it up last week uh, when we were we weren't recording, but we were talking about when ODB uh, famously, infamously, took a limo to go get a welfare check mm-hmm. <laughs> and brought an MTV camera crew with them. Wow, when you want to get free money, and he. Had his like baby moms and like I don't know twenty eight percent of his kids or something like that, and uh, it was how many kids did he have? didn't he have like nineteen kids? He's he's got some. I mean, old dirty bastard famously rapped uh, in his most popular song of all time. Ooh baby, I like it raw. Ooh baby, I like it raw. It raw. No nowhere in that song did he say uh, I practice either abstinence or safe sex. So. Uh, how many kids did ODB have? Let's look this up. I think it's at least eight, but I could be wrong. I remember it being double digits. I don't know why. Oh, I mean, he was... Maybe because I'm confusing with Antonio Cromartie, who There's has... no way he only has three kids. That's the first rule. There's no way he only has... Okay, never mind. Here we... Uh, someone's saying 13. That is okay. much more... Yes. He's said to have 13 children. My question is, um, who would voluntarily have sex with the old dirty bastard? Look... Don't yuck someone's yum. What? I, hmm? Is that a, is that a youthful phrase? I'm, I'm just not. Different strokes for different folks, both literally and figuratively. I, oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, like, why? I, I don't know. I just think about the fact that. I mean, the, like, yeah. Someone had there, to. There's a, there's a lot. The, the crack, mostly. Yeah, that's, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, ODB famously didn't take care of himself. And uh, I guess that there were other people who were like, yeah, I'll have sex with this weird uh, rambling crack addict. Uh, but, you know, bless his soul. It reminds me of the story that came out recently that, like, uh, the study that came out that deep-voiced men are more are more likely to cheat on their partner, I think, like that. Something like that. Which is one of those weird studies that makes no sense. But uh, it's like, I, I guess if you're a crack addict, too, uh, you, and you're, if you're charismatic enough, then... I don't know. I'm sitting here wondering how I've never had a girlfriend in my entire life, and the old dirty bastard was able to have 13 children. I just, I, mm. I mean, you're in a bit of a shit spot right now. So yes, gonna... true. I was also a shit person for the first like 24 years of my life, so that probably didn't help. Um, yeah, deep voice men are more likely to cheat. Was the study, and I was like, eh, that's not good news for me. But again, I don't have, I have a, a correlation. I don't know if there's necessarily a causation yeah. there. It is good news for you because you have a whiny, nasally, stupid yep. fucking voice. Like just yep. a, a very, no, very shrill, shrill quite raspy. Fran Drescher, fucking annoying, bitch yep. ass motherfucking voice. So. Yep. Gilbert Gottfried esque. Uh, that's an insult to Gottfried, who sounds a lot more pleasant <laughs> than you do. <laughs> yeah, 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 you fucking with some white ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Anyway, uh, wanted to catch up on y'all. Episode 44 of Underemployed. Uh, this also a chance to just catch up with David. We were talking for like 25 minutes before we went on the air because we don't get to talk as much anymore. So it's, it's nice to nope. catch up. Um, but we will see each other soon. Hopefully, David in person. We realize lately it's been uh, over a year since we've seen each other in person. I think the last t- time we did a podcast in person was the last time you and I met face to face. I'm trying to think since like October of last. I'm thinking. Year. I'm thinking that's the case. Right, and I mean part of that's the pandemic, but part of that is just our schedules haven't aligned, and I, we will we will fix that. 
that's um you know because because you know at the end of the day we are we are we are blood brothers we took that oath so many years ago on that weird september night that we don't want to talk about but it was uh... no we did not okay we've done no such thing okay maybe that was just a fever dream i had after eating too many raw hot dogs but i don't remember at this point life's a blur with the pandemic who can tell um has it been has it been eight months or eight years at this point, what are units? Has it been eight days or eight weeks? What, at this point, what even is a unit of time? It's just an abstract thought. We used to have units of time. That used to be an F thing. We used to have like the ability to process days of the week, months of the year, weeks of the month. I'm, I mean, I, I lose track of what day of the week it is, sort of. Yeah. I know that I have permits to do every, you know, couple days, so that's fun, I guess. This is... Being in news is the only reason that I, I keep, can keep up with the timing of everything. And then you look back and you go, wow, it's been eight months. Wow. Anyway, that ended on a depressing note. Here's a good note. Uh, the greatest franchise in sports history, without question, uh, the most revered, well-liked, respected, uh, admired, appreciated franchise, the Los Angeles Lakers, emerged triumphant. And in what has been a difficult year for all of us. American sports franchise. Uh, yeah, the, the only sports that matter. Um, brought together <laughs> the country, the greatest country in the world, in a rare unifying moment where we said, uh, we will overcome because the Lakers have provided us comfort. And I remember David texting me that night saying, I have felt joy like I haven't felt in so long. And this was, this was like three minutes after I, the buzzer. I object. Uh, you can't prove otherwise. Can you prove? Can you disprove Actually, that? Actually, my phone is having problems where I lose text messages. So there you go. You can't find it right now. You might. You may well have sent it in like a drunken stew and don't even remember it. So a fugue state. Yes, you might have. So as far as we're concerned, David is even happier for the Lakers win than I am. And what we both hope is that everyone out there experiences the same level of joy that I got to experience when the Lakers won a sports ball championship. Because that's what life is ultimately all about. All right, so actually, before we end the episode proper, uh, we wanted to talk as Halloween's coming up. It's America's, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth favorite holiday. And uh, it's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, this time this last year. This is why we should have taken COVID more seriously. Yeah, because Christmas. Halloween is a Saturday. Halloween's a Saturday. Christmas is a Friday. The 4th of July was on a weekend. Oh, it was all. Uh... It's all looking good earlier. It was all looking. It was all good just a week ago. It was all good just a week ago. But uh, alas, here we are. Uh, Halloween. That's not happening for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean we can't have good memories. So, David, I wanted to ask you, uh, what were some of your favorite costumes, either you've had or that Bethany's had, or that you both did as a couple? I want to know kind of your frame of mind on all that. So we did a uh, gender bender, um, uh, Dustin and Eleven from stranger things and that was fun so obviously i was 11 i walked around with a in a dress and with a flannel jacket and a box of waffles i do remember that what did your dad comment on that picture uh, i don't remember okay I, I gotta be honest with you I'll, I'll, he commented I'll, something snide i'm I'll, sure I'll, I'll add it in post i remember it. i remember enjoying it in fact the comment that steve hart left back in november of 2017 on the picture was and i quote nice baby bump what did she she went as Billie Eilish last year right if I recall she did okay, yes yeah. she was Billie Eilish last year uh, I don't even remember what I was last year I don't think it was a very good costume the best um, the, the best costume I've ever seen you have is one that didn't get the love it deserved though uh, uh, yes so let's flash I was a one Dr. Krieger so if you've never watched Archer uh, first of all 
I would recommend changing that, but that's your life choice. Um, so, so Krie- it's on Hulu. So Krieger is an odd fellow, to say the least. Uh, a very putting it putting it nicely. An eclectic, eccentric doctor, I guess, would be one way of saying it. Let's go with eccentric. Eccentric doctor. I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. So David um, decides that, hey, I have... So what was the genesis for us going down to JMU? So I had a buddy from college who had dropped out of Mary Washington, but was going to... Um, he was going to JMU for the weekend for Halloween and sent me a text and was like, hey man, uh, I don't know what your plans are, but I've got a friend who's throwing a party, you should come. And I was like, okay, let me figure this out. And so I called Jack and was like, hey Jack, do you wanna go to a party in Harrisonburg? Now, uh, for some context in 2014, I actually alluded to this on the episode, um, Jack Selby in, in the fall of 2014 uh, was, had just lost some weight, but not all of it. So I was still, when David, when your best friend calls and says, hey, do you want to go to a party at the most, one of the most notorious party schools in the, uh, in the East. In the state. In the state. In the state. And you want to go there on Halloween, you're not going to turn it down. Um, so I hopped on board. Uh, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So. And I was living in my old place on Stafford Ave at the time. Yes, you were. Uh. You were yes, you were in not the trap house. It was the, yeah, yeah, yeah the trap it was, house. It was the trap house. It was the, yes, trap, the house. trap house. So we go down. And this was a, I believe it was a Friday night that we went, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. If it was a Friday I'm pretty Friday. sure it was a Friday. Okay, yes, because you had to be back for the Saturday. Because... I had to be back for the Saturday in in Fairfax for at, a frisbee tournament at, uh, at I believe my at, alma mater at a one George Mason. Yes. Yes. So, so we get down there probably what like 8 30 9 o'clock reasonable time for a party start. yeah yeah uh here's what we didn't take into account uh hey where are we gonna park <laughs> yeah we didn't think about this uh didn't really know how the parking situation worked we, we pull up to this uh this, this sort of strip of townhomes mm-hmm. um and we just sort of we pull into the first open spot that we can find which you know, and we—I remember we stayed in the car for a couple hours because legit we were trying to figure out. Uh, are we there? hours, minutes? No, no, we were there for a while because your friend wasn't texting you back, and we didn't want to go into the party without knowing that's anybody. That's true. Yeah, no. So okay, so we did sit there for like we sat there for like probably like 35, 40 minutes. I think. I, I think it might have even been longer than that. I remember being like, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And because uh, we're also not we're not rude, inconsiderate well, people. Little. Did we little? I, I was used very much to the sort of Mary Washington party culture, where you don't just walk into a house. Um, JMU is just whatever. Which, it's 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 come on in, get in where you fit in. Um, like we almost walked into like another party at one that's point. That's right, we almost did. And uh, which actually makes sense with JMU, given their high spread of certain venereal diseases. Damn, now um, that's <laughs> so lots so, of them, most but, of them. If not all of them, uh, we love a JMU. Anyway, uh, so we walk in. I was trying to remember this earlier. My costume was me. It was a piece of paper. Were you a ceiling fan? I was a ceiling fan. It was a piece of paper. Thank you. That said, let's go ceilings because I was a ceiling fan. Oh, and I remember brother, being, being like, well, I, it's a cheap costume. I just want to look nice and to um, actually impress people. David had gone to a thrift store. He had gotten some items that were around to look 
almost dead on like Dr. Krieger. Like I already had the lab coat from my chem class. I just needed a yellow shirt and a brown tie. Which you got at a at a thrift store for like yep. you know a few bucks. So I was so happy. And unfortunately, David, uh, when we went to the party, to the best of my recollection, there weren't a lot of Archer fans in that house. I think maybe two or three people recognized the costume. I was. I have never felt like more disappointed for you than in that situation because I was like, Man. it was a big old bummer. Because you earned you earned the recognition that costume deserves. I wish I don't know if there are pictures from that night that exist. I wish there were. Like you des- yeah. you deserve it. I don't know. We had a fun time at JMU and all that. Uh, I think I think we'd been in the part we'd been in at the party for maybe like forty minutes, and you needed to grab you 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 went to go grab something out of your car and, and then you come back and you're like my car's gone dude where's my car where's your car dude yeah and we were like maybe it was in a park and then we realized quickly no no it's uh what we realized pulling into the parking lot of the townhomes was that jamie had a sign that's about the size of a thimble that says uh if you're not a resident you can't park here subject to towing now Part of this is our fault. We probably yeah, should have. Sure. We should have figured if there was an abundance of parking at JMU on Halloween that we probably should have felt something was up. But we were young and stupid and naive. Young and naive. Young and naive. So we had a fun night at JMU. We at that point, I remember us saying, "Well, it's gone now. There's not a lot we yeah. can do about it." So fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. We had fun. Uh, we, we we ended up crashing at somebody somebody we didn't even know's apartment. Yes. Um, there oh, were like right. seven of us in there. Yeah, and I was sleeping on the floor. Uh, bless the You heart. and I both were sleeping on the floor. Yes. It, it, it was a super, I don't remember who let us crash there, but shout out to you because you really helped it us was, out. It was my friend Rob's friend from home. So shout out to Rob's friend who did us a solid. Um, yeah, kid who I don't, kid whose name I don't even know. And the story doesn't quite end because we had to go yep. get the car the next morning. <laughs> yep. Um, we figured out which lot it was kept on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or which lot took it. So we looked them up online and we called them to like figure out what the deal was. And it turns out that uh, this lot is, uh, they were they were only open normal, their normal operating hours on the weekends was noon to three. Yeah. We wanted to leave at like 8 a.m. Right. Because you had a Frisbee tournament so, to be at. So that cost us extra. Yes. Uh, I believe it was $60 extra. Here's the other kicker. They only took cash. So David and I had to go to a grocery store. I and had to max out the withdrawal amount two different times. I had to buy like I bought a box of dots or something to get cash back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because we couldn't find an we could like there wasn't an ATM. And that we could that we could find. So I remember we were at a grocery store getting cash back at seven seven thirty in the morning. The friends had to drive us because we didn't have a car. A car. Yeah. So and Uber didn't exist at this point. So we were just struggling. This is we were and, struggling a lot. And and we get to this we get to the lot and uh, I, it should be noted that it cost us I think it was a hundred and sixty or hundred and seventy dollars to get your car out of the lot to get it out early in cash in cash and we asked why it had to be cash and the uh, attendant who absolutely had meth mouth oh yeah I, I absolutely I could smell their breath this was a judgment from this is several a, feet away this podcast is a judgment free zone but that was 100 percent meth mouth. yeah yeah uh, and basically what they said was, well, the college kids will would 
you know, pay to get their car out with card, and then they would just challenge the charge and say that we we jacked up the the amount that they were charging, so we no longer take card. And I said, "Suck my cock! I'll murder your family!" Gee, you're charging people extra to get it out when you only are open three hours a day? Yeah. Huh. I wonder why people might be a little pissed at you. Yeah. And the woman said, well, there's no need to get snippy. And I was like, isn't there, though? <laughs> this was also younger David, who uh, also had a Frisbee tournament to be at. And I remember David was not thrilled at the whole development. I can't blame him. Neither of us were thrilled. I mean, I think I would have, I think I had it, like, you know, a situation like that happens now. I think I'm even a little bit more... <laughs> True, aggressive true. with this person because I, 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 I understand a little mature. bit more of the legality of what they're doing because but, that's extortion and it's not legal and when you look back on the fact that yeah we basically paid a meth head 160 dollars to get my car back it's like yeah i guess when you put oh, it and we, what we should have like we should have like looked around for check the car for damage because we probably couldn't have claimed some of that and like gotten at least you filed an insurance claim and like yeah. gotten something. Well, uh, that Kia Soul is is in is in Kia heaven. Uh, that was with the old Kia Soul at least. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then we get to you know we get we get on the road and we you know we're hauling ass up eighty one yeah. and we make it back to the tournament at Mason in time for the start of the second game and then I see a couple of teammates passing money back and forth and I'm like oh, what's going on and apparently people had been gambling on whether or not I would show up. <laughs> So the, I never. There, I actually were, didn't know were, that part of the were, story. There were two different bets going on. There was one whether I would show up or not, and the second one was if I showed up. If I showed up before another teammate who had gone to ODU to party for the weekend, he didn't show up at all, and so I was a little mad that I didn't get a cut. I think it's pretty impressive that you we like we made this effort because the other thing was that's JMU's. It was also bitterly cold that weekend and we were down at jmu for uh their homecoming weekend so yeah it was homecoming and halloween so it was just an absolute madhouse so we could have stayed for saturday which is the actual homecoming but we were like you're right it was a friday because we had to leave and we were like nah david's got something to be at so david made all that effort i hope i hope his old teammates are listening because david made all of this effort they're not (laughs) for you people he made this effort you people. Well, speaking of you people, we I actually uh, I played I played a good amount of that tournament. I think they wanted to they they wanted to make me suffer. They didn't, but they wanted to. You know what? It's like Jordan coming back from Atlantic City to gamble, and he won that series anyway. It's just like you know what the the strong will survive. Uh, speaking of the strong surviving, uh, I hope you people have a enjoyable Halloween for whatever it is. And we just wanted to be able to tell you one of our favorite stories of all time that solidified the fact that we will be forever best friends. Uh, truly. Truly. So Peace care. and blessings. A spooky day to all. Um, also, can I just comment on something that ha- seems to happen every year? We get these articles circulating about uh, from from watchdog groups about parents to, you know, be particularly careful about your kid's candy this year. And, you know, make sure that it's not laced with anything you know or it's not like edibles or something no stoner no drug like no drug enthusiast is intention is 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 accidentally or even intentionally giving your kid drugs yeah they're too busy drugs are expensive yes (laughs) drugs cost money all right like you think someone's gonna give your give your shithead kid a bag of gummies that cost them 25 dollars no 
Let that be the lesson of this episode. Drugs are expensive. Thank you, everybody. Be safe. When we do this, we do this for the children. For the kids. I'm almost certain I was framed. Woke up, it was dawn. Must have knew something was wrong. Think I'm becoming a monster because of the drugs that I'm on. Donald Duck's on this. It's on the truck in the yard. But dog, how the fuck is Ivanka Trump in the trunk of my car?